It is Thursday, still here in Nashville. Uh, people were asking yesterday, they said, how are the recordings going with the new music? The new music is great. We're rocking and rolling. Um, headed back to the studio again today. Can't believe I still have a voice. Uh, but I do, and the uh, content we're coming out with is really, really good, so I'm excited to be able to release that to you guys in a few months. I'm excited, man. Bass Records is doing a heck of a job fighting, uh, just fighting cancel culture, and it's pretty cool. We're putting out some cool stuff. Um, singing four hours a day, let me just tell you, when, uh, when you already don't have a strong voice uh, is tough, but it beats the hell out of roofing. <laughs> it beats the hell out of putting uh, roofs on houses. But, um, you know, normally on Thursdays, I, I, I try to kind of get off the rails a little bit and talk about some fun things. And I try not to get too pissed off. I try not to get too angry. And uh, But yesterday, yesterday, here we were. We were all prepared for the zombie apocalypse with the emergency broadcast system. We knew that it... You know, 220 Eastern, 120 Central, they were going to beep us and all of our devices were going to go off and people that had been vaccinated were going to drop dead and everybody else was going to be brainwashed and we were going to turn into a Stephen King novel and it was just going to be crazy zombie land. People were putting their phones in their Faraday cases. They were putting their phones in the microwave. They were wrapping their heads in aluminum foil because we knew that, uh, you know, in our time, 120, that thing was going to beep and the whole thing was going to... The world was going to come to an end. It was going to be Y2K all over again. Uh, and you know what they did? They, they beeped us at 118. The sons of bitches came in two minutes early. Somehow we managed to survive. But uh, it's kind of funny that um, uh, it's kind of funny <laughs> that um, we're, we're still here. And, uh, but we were all worried about it. Literally, I had people who were texting me, emailing me, calling me, saying, what do we do with our phones? I said, I promise you, if they want to kill you, they'll, they'll kill you. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. So they did, they did a test of the emergency broadcast system where they just took over your phones. Big old thing. We were in the middle of the studio. The thing went off, interrupted some things that we were doing. Uh, I was in a room full of electronic sound equipment, everything else. And so I was like, we're dead no matter what. And uh, I said to some people, I said, if if what you are saying the government is trying to do, that is, you know, they're going to send out some 5G radioactive wave and kill all of us. If they want to do that, they can do that. They, they've already tried a subtle method through COVID, which was not so subtle. Uh, and they've done it through vaccinations and everything else. Trying to get you lined up to get the clot shot. Uh, that might get us penalized for saying that word. But uh, I'll say it again. Lining you up to get the clot shot, paying uh, Travis Kelsey $20 million to, to simp for Pfizer. Uh, they, they, they've already done all the stuff out there. If they want to kill you, they can. I mean, they can laser us from space if they want to. They could just drone strike every damn one of us and none of us would have a, a, a chance in hell of surviving. Um, so putting your phone in the microwave ain't going to save you from the cabal, folks. If they, if they decide they have it out for you, boom, you're dead. Boom, just in an instant. Pow, there it is. Just driving down the street and you're like, you know, General, you know, Salamati or whatever his name was when uh, Trump turned him into a ball of goo right there on the asphalt of the tarmac there in, uh, in at the airport um you where brandon joe where were you guys with the allergic emergency broadcasting system it, it scared the shit out of a lot of people quite honestly <laughs> i was uh, i was in the bullpen with with everybody else so we had like 15 phones go off simultaneously so it was loud as shit <laughs> 
it really was loud. Yeah. I had the big headphones on. We were recording a song. We were right in the middle of laying some vocals down, and all of a sudden, and I mean, you could hear it through the headphones over oh, the yeah. music, everything. And I was like, and I just snatched the headphones off. I was pissed off because I was trying to do some work. And uh, I can only imagine there in the uh, there in the bullpen there in the think tank there at Blaze how many phones went off there. But, yeah. but it was kind of scary. I think Ted Cruz was actually in the middle of a testimony uh, there in the <laughs> Senate when his went his phone went off. Uh, we got a clip. I, I, I always tell you guys we're going to go one direction and I go another one. Uh, but we've got uh, Anthony Blinken. Uh, here he was in the middle of a meeting um, sitting on stage. I think he was. Uh, play clip number three. So that's one side of the point. But here's the other side of the point, and here's fundamentally why it's so important. Uh, this might be, might be our Russian friends interrupting us. <laughs> well, but I'm glad to know the national alert system works. Yeah. I don't even think he knew the thing was happening. Uh, but he, of course, had to joke about it being Russia. Um, guys, I don't know if you're aware. I, I, I'll tell you something much more dangerous that's going on in our world. Uh, than emergency broadcast systems. Newsweek is, uh, they have a story out, uh, exclusive. This is an exclusive. You can only read it in Newsweek. Uh, Newsweek.com, Donald Trump followers targeted by FBI as 2024 election nears. Um, That's Newsweek. It's a liberal rag. And they're telling you right up front that the FBI is targeting Trump followers. Um, look at that mean bunch right there. Look at that wild, crazy crowd. I mean, they always grab those pictures that just make you just deathly afraid. Look at that big red background. They're coming for you, man. They're bearded people, and they're screaming, and they're angry, and they have American flags and red hats and... Ugh. That's right. The federal government believes that the threat of violence and major civil disturbances around the 2024 U.S. presidential election is so great that it has quietly created a new category of extremists that it seeks to track and counter. Who are they? Donald Trump's army of MAGA followers. MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Coming to a city near you. Um, Forget the fact that uh, we had the summer of love where the people were burning down cities and looting and rioting. Forget the fact that people are smashing and grabbing, that they're, you know, feasting on Gucci purses and Nike shoes. And, you know, just as AOC says to feed their family, give the people bread, let them eat cake. And they're going into Tiffany's and stealing diamonds. Got to eat that. No, it's a challenge for the FBI. Uh, they are they are charged with watching out for this current anti-government folk, these Trump supporters. Now, because I don't know if you realize this or not, but um, you are being targeted. You you have been targeted. If if you and by the way, it doesn't matter if you're not supporting Donald Trump for the presidency. You you might be a Ron DeSantis guy. You might be a Vivek. You you might be. You know, any other, you might be a Chris Christie uh, chubby chaser, but that doesn't matter. If you've ever tweeted anything, if you've ever said anything, if you've ever conspired against your government by saying, "Mm, you know what, I'm glad Kevin McCarthy got ousted. If you've ever said anything, anything seditious like that, well, guess what? You're part of Trump's MAGA extremists. Now, 
I don't know if you've been paying attention, but every time the president speaks, Joe Biden loves to refer to the extreme MAGA Republicans. That's right. What did I tell you guys? What have I been telling you for the last two years? If they can label you, then they can classify you. And if they classify you, they put you in the box and they put you over there and they, they know where you are. Well, you already made the list, folks. You've already been classified. If you believe in a small government, limited government, if you speak out against government overreach, if you believe that there was anything nefarious about the 2020 election, such as, you know, 81 million people voting for a potato or uh, the most black votes more than uh, Barack Obama had in two different elections and Joe Biden, who didn't campaign, lived in his basement and came out and spoke to 12 people, was elected as the most popular president in the history of the United States. If you've ever questioned that, well, you're an extremist. That's right. And, uh, you know, we've got these congressional Republicans out there who have claimed that the Biden administration has weaponized the FBI against the right wing. Um, So the FBI, they're worried, thinking that uh, they're being targeted by these MAGA extremists. That's right. You're targeting the FBI. I mean, how dare I sit here on a Thursday morning and tell my audience that tunes in or subscribes to Blaze Media, Blaze TV, that they need to question their government or question the Department of Justice when we know, hands down, that people like Merrick Garland, our own attorney general, has caused, has called the parents, uh, concerned parents of high schoolers and, you know, children in our public education system. He's called them domestic terrorists. Why, why should we question the DOJ? I don't know if you guys know this or not, but it is your responsibility based on the Constitution and the dreams, desires, hopes, and aspirations of our founding fathers. They wanted you to question your government. They'd question theirs. They fought back against it. They did not embrace tyranny. They signed on the bottom of the paper their own death warrants when they signed the Declaration of Independence from King George. So how dare they, you know, how dare we say anything against this government? How dare we speak up? That's right. The uh, current political environment is not something that the FBI is necessarily responsible for, nor should it be. Uh, That was one statement from Brian Michael Jenkins, one of the world's leading terrorism experts. That's right. A terrorism expert. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but uh, the FBI said the threat posed by domestic violent extremists is persistent, evolving and deadly. And the FBI's goal is to detect and stop terrorist attacks. And our focus is on potential potential criminal violations, violence and threats of violence, anti-government, anti-authority. Violent extremism is one category of domestic terrorism, as well as the FBI's top threat priorities. That's right. You, my friends, are now Al Qaeda. Why? Because you vote for Donald Trump. And you know what? That's all the more reason why you should vote for Donald Trump. That's all the more reason why you should, because they hate you, because the establishment and whoever the establishment candidates are have set up a system whereby, as I said yesterday, the only language they speak is the language of power. They don't want their power to be threatened. Now, you go back to Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan entered into the presidency. With about $10 million, he exited the presidency with $15 million. He made money. Then George H.W. Bush, uh, he went into the presidency, I don't know, with about a million and a half. No, I think he had $4 million. He came out with about $10 million. He made money being president. Then Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton went in with like $1.7 million and he came out. And again, these are off the top of my head, but I think I'm pretty close. 
he came out with about 30 million. Uh, then, uh, then you had um, George W. Bush. George W. Bush went in uh, with with about I don't know twenty million. I could be way off on that one, but I think he went in with about twenty million, maybe a little less. Came out with about forty million. Barack Obama went in with uh, you know million and a half, maybe one point two. He came out with seventy million. Holy smokes! Barack Obama made money being president. Donald Trump, on the other hand went in with about 3.2 billion came out with about 2.5 he lost a billion dollars folks you you do you not see the disparity here do you not see the problem how is it that all these establishment guys made money when they were in office and donald trump has now been removed from the forbes 400 richest list why why is it that Donald Trump has now been uh, indicted and put in court and, you know, is appearing in, a, in an already decided civil trial in New York uh, just six months after he announced he was going to run for president again? It's amazing. All these years, Donald Trump's been in the public eye and they chose now to go after him to actually dissolve the Trump, uh, the Trump Corporation. And just get it out of New York City. Just erase. How do you how do you just wipe Donald Trump off the map in New York City? It's amazing. That's what they're going to do. And if they have their way, they're going to wipe you off the map, too. Now, I'm not trying to spread fear. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I'm just telling you that the FBI has stated that they are watching the extreme MAGA Republicans. That's who they're watching. You have now been placed on a terrorist watch list. Why? Why? Because how dare you speak out against the Department of Justice? How dare you speak out against this Congress or this Senate or this executive branch? How dare you speak out against the swamp? How dare you get on Twitter or X or Facebook or Instagram or anything out there and you speak out about government overreach? How dare you, you sons of bitches? Yeah, it's right there in Newsweek. That's not a Blaze article. That's not a Fox News story. That's not from Post Millennial. That's not from Daily Wire. That's Newsweek. You can head over to Newsweek.com and check it out. Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to the very soul of this country. That's what Joe Biden tweeted. How serious do you want to take this? Now, he said that last September. He said MAGA Republicans aim to question not only the legitimacy of past elections, but elections being held now and into the future. Are you telling me that Democrats didn't question the elections in 2016? Hillary Clinton wrote a whole book about it, a whole book about it. You know what? She made millions off of that. All about questioning an election. Everybody did. Every single one of them did. Adam Schiff was brought up on charges. Should have been kicked out of Congress for saying that he had tons of evidence that would be uh, detrimental and would prove that Donald Trump had collaborated with Russia. We spent $30 million on a Mueller report Two and a half years of our life to get that report to say, no, nope, there was nothing there. To figure out the Steele dossier was paid for by the DNC and the, and the Clinton, and the Clinton uh, uh, candidacy. But we're the ones who are questioning elections, and therefore we are a threat to the very soul of this country. 
Kiss my ass. All right, guys. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. We have been great supporters of Patriot Mobile because they've been great supporters of our show for a long time. And so we love partnering with them. They're good friends as well. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. So when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, and sanctity of life. Second Amendment, our military veterans, first responder heroes, and their 100% U.S.-based customer service team will make switching easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or you can upgrade and they'll help you. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash chat, or you can call them on the phone, 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation when you use offer code CHAD. I'll spell it, Chad. Join me. Make the switch today. Head over to patriotmobile.com slash chat. That's patriotmobile.com slash chat or call them 972-PATRIOT. Be right back. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I, uh, Brandon, I miss you guys. I miss you guys. It's, it's tough being out here all alone on the road. Uh, lonely, like lonely, Mad Max. Just lonely, to, lonely Nashville. I know it's like, and I know where you guys are sitting. Y'all are just staring at a blank, big, empty studio mm-hmm. right there. No Chad, no. no Chad. Peace and quiet. And Joe, look at Joe over there. Joe's over there. Boy, you you haven't shed a single tear for me, Joe. I'm so <laughs> sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at Herbert, the silent deer, right there, um, right there, my, over your over your left shoulder, Brandon. I was I was watching a little bit of Alex Stein's uh, Simp Fest last night. Yeah. With uh, Trevor Bauer's accuser. And uh, I'm going to have to have a talk with Alex. The, um, <laughs> We're going to have to have a simp intervention you know, for him. We're going to have to have a simpervention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Stein's simpervention. I'm like, bro, listen, when you have the girl on that accused Trevor Bauer, who, who, who was a $51 million baseball player, and they mm-hmm. kicked him off the team over accusations, and then he reveals the text messages, and it, you realize that this girl is an absolute piece of garbage yeah. who was just out there trying to get his money. You don't flirt with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, know what, you know what's funny is before the interview – we were like going over things with him, giving him questions to ask. And of course we were like, yeah, use one or two easy ones up front to butter them up. But then, you know, Alex, look, it's hard to blame the man for his kryptonite being attractive blondes. There's worse kryptonites to have. He's had a few of them on. Yeah. I mean, from Brie Teresi to that Stacy Kelly or whatever her yeah. name is, mm-hmm. the the under the bathing suit model. He he's had a few. Yeah, he, he definitely has a weak spot for yeah. this. Um, and uh, but leave it to my girl Sarah Gonzalez, who had the same girl on and just ate Ooh. her ass. Yeah, I mean, ate her lunch, boy. Yeah, she whooped that ass. I shouldn't say ate her ass. That could be a whole other. <laughs> That could be a whole other thing, a whole other accusation. Uh, too early yeah. for that. <laughs> Don't uh, let me tell you something. Nobody ever wants to get into um, my and Sarah Gonzalez's text messages between one another. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> the world is not a safe place. It is scorched earth policy. I mean, every now and then, Sarah Gonzalez texted me yesterday morning and she said she was going to have that girl on. And I go, well, what angle are you going to take? She goes, I'm going to. I'm going to destroy her. (laughs) I I have no doubt that you will. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez takes no prisoners. If you guys did not see Sarah 
um, go to the uh, school board there in mm-hmm. a McKinney, or was it Plano the other Plano. night? It's McKinney or Ms. Plano. She yeah. goes to Plano the other night. She texted me at like, oh, God, I don't know, it's like five o'clock. And I was like, I was sending her some stuff. She goes, I can't look at that right now. I'm about to go into this thing. 11 o'clock that night, they were still there waiting to allow public comments for the uh, school board meeting. And uh, thank God for people like Sarah Gonzalez who hung around in there. And if you haven't seen that video, it's amazing. I'm proud that she's my friend. And I swear to you, I never want that girl to be mad at me ever, (laughs) ever. Yeah. Sarah Gonzalez is beast mode, dude. Beast mode. So Um, she she'll do it right in your face, too. She doesn't care. Uh, I would love for Sarah Gonzalez. Can you imagine if Sarah Gonzalez was able to just sit down and have an interview with Joe Biden? Um, Joe Biden, I want you guys to watch this clip and just watch the squirrels. It's almost like these squirrels are like, do we have to run on this uh, wheel anymore whenever he's asked this question? Play clip number two. Without additional funding, how long will the United States be able to support Ukraine? We can support Ukraine in the next tranche that we need. And there is another means by which we may be able to uh, find funding for that. But I'm not going to get into that now. Yeah, because you don't have a clue what you're talking about, Joe. You don't have an you absolutely don't have a clue. Um, I'm not going to get into that right now. His squirrels, his squirrels running on the treadmill on there on the hamster wheel are just tired, dude. Um, and it, you know, they, they, he, he went on, uh, talking about one of his major concerns about them ousting Kevin McCarthy as a speaker of the house in that press conference. He went on to say that, uh, that, uh, that was one of his biggest concerns is how they were going to fund Ukraine. Listen, guys, you can go back and watch yesterday's show again. Uh, I think I've said enough about that, uh, about how they are spending your money and threatening you with shutdowns. And, oh, you know, what are we going to do if the government shut this shuts down? I'll move out to the woods and be absolutely fine. Don't don't get me wrong. You know, I was I was literally taking some inventory of my life the other day and I was looking around and I said, you know, if suddenly there was no no government anymore, I mean, could could we survive? You know, I, I don't want to say am I am I an anarchist, but damn, I'm starting to get close at some points, at some points in my life. And um, you know, you got Newt Gingrich comes out yesterday, and he said that the eight Republicans who voted to oust McCarthy from the speakership, he called them traitors. He literally called them traitors, and. Um, he said, from my position as a longtime Republican activist, they're traitors. Oh, God. He said they should all be primaried and driven from public life. I don't, I just, you know, anybody named Newt, you would expect to be a swamp creature anyway. Uh, but that's disappointing for me to hear Newt say that. Um, he said, you know, if I were speaker, they wouldn't be in the conference regarding the eight lawmakers that voted, you know, to oust him. Um, And again, you know, their whole thing is what they're going to do, because now Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise uh, have both thrown their hats in the ring to replace McCarthy as speaker. I think both of them would be good choices. I said years ago, uh, years ago, um, in an interview uh, that I think Steve Scalise would make a great speaker of the House. 
And uh, people kind of pushed back on me, and they were like, yeah, well, I mean, the only thing Steve Scalise ever did was get shot, right? And I was like, no, you need to really pay attention to Steve Scalise, but I, I think he'd be a pretty good one. Um, although I don't think any of them are truly are any good. I think they're all warped. But, you know, Newt Gingrich to do that, it, it's just insane. But if you remember yesterday, I made the comment. I said, you know, they got the buzzwords on. And right now the buzzword is chaos, chaos, chaos. Oh, everything is chaos, uh, creating chaos. I said that yesterday. And then I want you to take a look at what Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, had to say. Uh, play clip number four. In the absence of a speaker, I'm just wondering broadly, are there practical concerns at the White House about things like continuity of government, about national security events? Are there particular scenarios that you're concerned about, you know, in the next week or however long it takes to uh, vote for a new House speaker? Are there practical concerns about not having that? So just, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals, but what I will say is that we want to see House Republicans to end their infighting. Uh, to end their chaos that they've created. This is of their creation. Uh, they have the majority in the House. They can fix it. They can get their uh, their affairs in order, and they should. On behalf, not because for us, on behalf of the American people. If that's what we want to see, I'm just not going to get into hypotheticals from here. She won't get, yeah, she won't get into hypotheticals, but Karine Jean-Pierre, what she wants to see is the Republicans. That's what she wants to see. This lefty progressive, that's what she wants to see is the, is, the, is the GOP in the House to stop their infighting. And what was that word? She said chaos. You can't see. What's my point? The point is they've all been given the talking points. The key word is chaos. The Republicans are using it. The White House is using it. Uh, the key word is chaos. They've all been told to use that word. I'm tired of that nonsense. This is the same as when the newscasts across the country are all given the same teleprompter news stories and they read them verbatim. Um, they, they've been given these talking points. And, and you can't tell me there's not a uniparty when the White House press secretary is using the same buzzword that Republicans in the House are using. Now, maybe again, I'm, a cons I'm, I'm an extremist, right? I'm, an, I'm a conspiracy theorist. But those are the buzzwords. When you keep hearing the same word pop up over and over again, you got a problem. And right now that word is chaos. Start paying attention to how much you hear the word chaos. That's what they want you to believe. See, <laughs> here, here's a couple of things. Here's a couple of things. This is why this is important. The GOP is using the word chaos because they want you to believe that the most important thing you can do is vote to keep those people who are there, who have maintained the status quo, who have kept the ship steady. You keep them in power. If you don't keep them in power, then what you're going to get is chaos. That's their reelection strategy to make sure that permanent Washington remains permanent. OK, now the White House, they're going to keep spinning the word chaos out there because they want you to believe that by voting for Republicans, what you're going to get is chaos and anarchy. You're going to get more infighting. And, yeah, I get it right now. As I said yesterday, Republicans are the problem because they're not conservatives about anything. Now, they're going to spin everything. It's just like now the Biden administration. And maybe next week we'll play the clip. Maybe not. I don't know. It's out there. You can go find it. But now the Biden administration, I was just watching some video this morning. They're now testifying. They're now testifying saying we never mandated anybody wear masks. We never mandated or required or forced two-year-olds to put on masks when they went to school We ne or when they went to daycare or when they were out in public. We never forced any of that stuff. Man, 
whether it's spinning the words out there to create a, a, a weird narrative in your head to believe a certain way and therefore act a certain way by using words like chaos or gaslighting you by shutting you down for two years and then turning around and saying, oh, wait, we never forced or required that stuff. You must be crazy. You must be crazy. They are keeping the American people in a constant state of stupor. So we don't know what the hell the truth is anymore. Guys, they're trying to create chaos. They're trying to create chaos in your head. They don't want you thinking clearly because they don't want you to know who to trust. And let me tell you, let me tell you who you can trust. None of them. None of them. Listen, none of them. Matt Gates, don't trust him. Don't trust any of them. Matt Gates, you know who Matt Gates is out for? Matt Gates is out for Matt Gates. You know who Kevin McCarthy's out for? Kevin McCarthy. You know who any of these people are for? They're for themselves, period. They're ego driven, they're power driven, they're hungry, and they don't care. You are cannon fodder and you will get chewed up underneath the tanks, folks. I'm telling you, these machines are well oiled and they are churning. And they want to make sure that it stays well fed with people like you. That's why they have zero problem, zero worry of repercussion when they come out and they print a story about the FBI calling you extremists. They literally are calling you ISIS. It doesn't phase you, does it? It doesn't even phase you. I'm sitting here talking to you. You guys, it doesn't even, doesn't even register with what your government is saying about you. The FBI's biggest concern right now is extreme MAGA Republicans. Trump's MAGA army. Wow. We toss these words around so much, I'm telling you. The fact that it doesn't register, yeah, there's chaos. All right, cleaning guns, it's one of those things you gotta do if you own one. It's a dirty job, but you gotta do it. I don't like using the patches, they're messy, they're inefficient. The rope cleaning elements like the boar snake always use that two color pattern. It hides the dirt when it comes through the barrel. That's not good, it's not good. I wanna know that the barrel of my gun is clean and I found a better solution, it's Barrel Buddy. That's right, Barrel Buddy. Barrel Buddy's gonna compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, making sure to clean the rifling grooves. It comes in seven different sizes to match any caliber firearm and barrel buddies composed of polymers that won't leave behind residual particles so it's safer too what a concept it cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates then it absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean you can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it so I want you guys to clean those guns. It's an important part of being a responsible gun owner, and Barrel Buddy's a new concept and a better way to take care of your firearm. So get some today. I guarantee you're gonna love them. Go over to my friends at BarrelBuddy.com today. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. Man, there's there's a couple of stories I'd love to talk to you about, but we're running out of time here. I, I um, We've got our good friend Ashley St. Clair that's coming on here in a few minutes, um, and then she's going to join me for a little bit of overtime which you can get if you subscribe to blazetv.com slash Chad and use promo code Chad to save on an annual subscription. Uh, Ashley St. Clair is a good friend. Uh, we've known each other a number of years, and uh, she's she's a, she's a fun person, tends to show up everywhere. And uh, here recently, she was down at the border. We want to talk about that. Um, you know, we showed you that clip yesterday of um, the, the leftist activist who um, got stabbed out on the street of New York. And then his uh, girlfriend, they started like a GoFundMe for him. 
And uh, everybody said, well, if he were still here, talking about the guy that's dead now, if he were still here, he would not want a penalty for this guy that killed him. He would he would want you to feel sorry for him because the system has failed him in so many ways. And even his girlfriend has said she won't identify. She won't give him a good identif- identity of the person who stabbed him because she feels like that person is a victim of the system, which has turned him into this. You, you can't make up that level of insanity, that that level of mental confusion. I mean, it, that's insanity. Um, wow. Um, anyway, I want to throw that in. And then, uh, of course, Donald Trump, he's been appearing at this civil suit. He doesn't have to, but he's showing up in New York to do this thing. Uh, they caught up with him. They caught up with him. Uh, I guess this was yesterday. And they asked him about the potential of him becoming the Speaker of the House. Take a look at this clip. See, that right there, that's one of those places where Trump and I disagree. I don't think we have great people in the Republican Party. Uh, Again, I'm being one of those extremists when I say things like that. Uh, Newt Gingrich is right. We're all traitors. Don't worry about it. Uh, But I like how they come out and, you know, Trump's always great when he comes out. He's like, I'll do whatever's best for the for the for America, you know, for the country, for the Republican Party. Um, Because they ask him, you you know, you know, about being speaker of the House, which trust me when I tell you, some folks have actually texted me and asked me, what are the chances of Trump becoming speaker of the House? Brandon, trust me when I tell you they're zero. Yeah, yeah. Trump, it would be Trump so will never fun. Never be the speaker of the house, you know. But it's fun to dream, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I would like to see Jim Jordan. I'm okay with Jim Jordan. I think that would be okay. Yeah. Um. Again, there's a, there, I mean, Jim Jordan's a bold dude. Uh, he he'll get in your face on some stuff, and and I like Jim. So I, that'd be. I don't think he's got gonna got a shot in hell either. Um. God, if we end up with. Obama 2.0 with Hakeem Jeffries, that egotist on the part of the liberal left. Oh, my God. Oh, it could happen, folks. It could happen. Oh, it's, it's it's scary when you when you think about what's going on. Um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but now, you know, now not only not only did they uh, walk back, the Biden administration walked back their whole thing about, oh, we didn't force you to wear masks. We never we never shut you down. But now, um Believe it or not, um, Alejandro Mayorkas is now saying it's urgent. <laughs> it's urgent that we build a, uh, a border wall. What was that? A border wall? Um, that's so racist. I mean, how dare he say that? that? That there's supposed to be a border wall? I mean, is Mayorkas like, is, is he a supporter of Trump now? I mean, he said to prevent these illegal border crossings again, folks, this is (laughs) suddenly a wall is a good idea. I thought walls were racist. Uh, That's amazing to me. All right. 
I want to talk to Ashley, so we're going to take a quick break. Hey, health insurance, folks, it is broken. It's broken. Premiums are increasing. Deductibles are getting larger. Claim denials are becoming more common. The headache of health insurance is exactly why Crowd Health was created. It's not health insurance. It's a better way to pay for health care through crowdfunding. Now, CrowdHealth gives their members the freedom to efficiently and affordably break free from the antiquated insurance system and into a health care option that fits your needs. The insurance companies don't give you the peace of mind you need. Health, uh, CrowdHealth does. And that's why your $50 monthly membership includes the tools and services you need to get the highest quality health care. You'll get access to telemedicine visits, discounted prescriptions, and so much more without doctors' networks messing things up. Plus, you'll have access to your own personal care advocate who will help you navigate the complexities of health events and even negotiate bills on your behalf. And of course, you'll join the crowd a group of members just like you who want to help pay for each other's unexpected medical events. So it's time you opt out of restrictive health insurance plans. Let CrowdHealth help fit your health care needs. Get started today for just $50 a month. Use code CHAD, I spell it Chad, to get the health care you deserve. Mandatory, mandatory. You got to listen to me. CrowdHealth is not insurance. Learn more at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com. Use code Chad. We'll be right back. Living through day in and day out, they can come here and visit, but this is your reality every day. Right, you know, um, at night when you're wanting to go to sleep and you live you live near the border or you live near the river, you know, you, you're hoping to fall asleep and then and not be interrupted. But then you have you have a knock on your door, at someone asking you for for water, food. And then, or sometimes you wake up to. You know, that's the reality uh, on the southern border. I know a lot of people in South Texas along the 1,221 miles of border between Texas and Mexico. And that's a reality for them. You never know who's going to be on your land. You never know who's going to be coming through your property, who's going to be cutting your fences, uh, who's going to be leaving people behind on your ranch, who's going to be knocking on your door in the middle of the night. It's a scary reality. Um, And, and of course, now we have... um, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is now giving us this racist thing of saying it's urgent that we build a border wall at this point. As you know, Elon Musk recently made a visit down to the uh, border, something that Joe Biden has yet to do. Uh, and he addressed this. One of the one of the people that went down there with him was uh, my good friend, Ashley St. Clair. Welcome her to the program. Ashley, how are you doing? Good, Chad. How are you? I'm Thanks doing good. So that's on. you interviewing. You're interviewing that young man there. Um, tell me a little bit about what you guys encountered down on the southern border. I'm sure it's all peaceful and everything's closed off and it's law and order. Yeah, there's it was the most mostly peaceful. Um, but so we went down there. We went to a few places. We also went to the San Antonio Migrant Center, Resource Center, where they're processing a lot of these people. And we spoke to the migrants there. And we went down to the actual border at Eagle Pass to watch these people crossing over. I probably watched about 400 cross over in one fell wow. swoop. What's happening is Border Patrol is cutting the barbed wire for these migrants. And then they're coming across. Um, and we also watched them throwing blankets over the barbed wire and then just climbing over 
And there were sad stories of women and children, right? And that's what they like to highlight, at least on the leftist media, are these tragic stories, these tragic cases. But most of what I saw were military-age men coming over. And while we can get upset about the, the tragedy of some of these stories, like you said, there are there's tragedies happening on the border towns. I listened to kids mm. from 15 to 20 years old talking about, you know, migrants trying to break into their mother's car and this young man was thankful that he was there when this happened so that he could save and help his mother and like you heard on that other clip this young man has migrants coming and knocking on his door two young women who i spoke to said that they don't go on runs anymore they said that one of them's a school teacher she said that her second grade students are asking when are the migrants going to stop coming over so while we can have sympathy and empathy for some of these people coming across the border i think the tales of the people living in these border towns and living in the cities where these migrants are being bused to, those are also tragic stories. Yeah, and there's no doubt it's always been a humanitarian crisis, but the individual stories that you need to hear in order to have sympathy and both empathy, uh, empathy and sympathy for these people gets lost in the mass migration of those who are coming across illegally. And as you said, I mean, it's a scary thing. You want to talk about sad stories. Uh, think about what's going to happen when uh, these military age men, you know, who are crossing over by the tens of thousands on a regular basis, daily basis, um, are here and they're in your neighborhood. And we're already seeing it. Every state in America is now a border state. Um, you know, you take a take a clip. Take a look real quick. Um, look at clip number seven here. For those of you who don't understand, just go ahead and play that, guys, while we're while we're chatting here. Um, play clip number seven real quick. I mean, this is this is a massive surge here. This is El Paso. Um, and just making a charge for the border. You know, the other day we saw clips of people cutting the razor wire, helping them across. Uh, these were, you know, National Guards people. I, we saw the fist bump the other day. I don't know about you, but when I go through TSA, you know, when I go through TSA, I got to get everything on me checked. And they're fist bumping illegals that are coming across. And, you know, the, basically the Border Patrol is acting like a federal Uber driver to get them to a processing center. And, of course, this is some more of Ashley's uh, footage here down on the border. At the end of the day, Ashley, I mean, what, what was your takeaway from seeing that? I mean, are, is, it, is, it, is it sadness? Is it angry? How do you feel about that when you see it firsthand? I think it's all of the above, right? It's very difficult. And, you know, maybe we shouldn't have women going down there and reporting because it was difficult for me to see some of these, especially the children coming across um, and the women. But again, it was mostly men. And uh, I do have the man who sherpaed us, a fantastic journalist by the name of Alden Cabello. He is down there every mm -hmm. day. A lot of the clips that you see on these major news outlets, those come from Alden. He is there every day. He debriefed us on a lot of the things happening at the border. And the saddest part is Alden has to live in Mexico because he's waiting his wife's visa approval. She can't get approved mm -hmm. while he's watching these people come in day in and day out. And they're just hanging out here. You know, the people we spoke to at the Migrant Resource Center, one of them showed us documents. He's got a court date in Arizona in 2024. He's not going home. Another woman is being no. shipped to New York. Another, other people are just released out onto the streets of San Antonio and these other places. And then, of course, there's all of the people that we will never know about, right? We had 140 
60,000 people who crossed our border in the first 20 days of September alone, about 6,900 a day. It's astronomical, and that's just the ones we know about. We have to secure a border. We have to shut this down. But what's happening is these people know that when they come here and they claim asylum, we have to, quote unquote, give them a shot, right? We have to hear them out. We have to mm. process them. We have to see if their claims for asylum are legitimate. And they know this. So there is not a single person coming here that's saying that it's not asylum. Most of these people know that if they say they're asylum seekers, they're going to get at least a shot. You know, Elon Musk goes down there and uh, I mean, you know, why why does Elon Musk feel the need to go down to America's southern border? I mean, what's the motive? I'm going to ask you, what, what do you think his a guy like Elon Musk, what's his motivation for doing that? I think he genuinely sees that this is a crisis, that this is unsustainable. I think he was seeing a lot of this stuff happening on social media. He was seeing reporters like Outen and Bill Malugin post these clips, and he wanted to see for himself. And what I will tell you is when he went to the border, that's when all those kids came. That's when a lot of the 15 to 20-year-old kids came to see him, the residents of that town. Mm -hmm. And what they told me was that they felt hopeful because they've watched, you know, they've watched politicians not come and they've watched when politicians come that nothing happens they were hopeful that elon going down there would shed some more light on this maybe people would actually care about what they're going through and that meant a lot to them to have someone with that that many eyeballs on him to say hey this is a real issue and it's completely unsustainable and elon had said he said look this is an open border to the world at this point there's people yeah. coming from all over they know they can go to our southern border and come across claim asylum and they are really coming from all over there's people who are lying about where they're coming from there's a lot of people from venezuela are claiming they're coming from venezuela it's really a tragic tragic tale but it, i think it's incredible that someone like elon was able to bring that much attention to it because we need to make this too big to ignore i don't think many people realize how open our border is i think they think maybe republicans are overblowing this but i encourage more people more citizen journalists to go down to the border and see for yourself within an hour of being there we yeah. watched probably 400 just cross over in that short time frame this is very real and i encourage both left and right to you to wake up and even in cities like mine in new york city the liberals are tired of it too they're seeing what's happening to this city they're seeing that we're completely overwhelmed we're spending a billion is it a billion or three billion dollars I think it's a billion dollars on hotels for migrants in New York City for three years. That is insane. Wow. People cannot pay their rent. They cannot feed their families. And we're spending a billion dollars on hotel rooms for migrants. Yeah, it's it's a sad situation. And uh, it's about to be it, it, the situation uh, of this mass of humanity is about to be a common enemy for all of us because it's going to change everything fundamentally about what we believe as Americans and the freedoms and liberties we've had. It's going to break the bank and it's going to break our lives. It really is. Uh, Ashley, stick around. We're going to hang out and do some overtime as well here in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, and, and we're going to talk about more things in the border. We're going to get in all kind of stuff. All things Ashley St. Clair. So that's always a fun. <laughs> that's always a fun thing. So you hang tight and. Ah. Uh, Everybody else hang tight. We're not done. We're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. All right, guys. I want you to remember, um, Mayorkas is calling for that border wall. Uh, we'll see what they do now that uh, now that the uh, 
now that the progressive crazies are starting to call for it, maybe something will get done. I want you guys to uh, keep up with what's going on with this January 6th report about the uh, Oath Keepers, Blaze Media. Our uh, our very own uh, investigative journalist, is uh, Steve Baker, is exposing a lot of stuff on uh, the lies that are now coming out. These people basically perjured themselves um, on their testimony about where they were, their whereabouts for January 6th, and uh, they lied, period. I don't think that comes to any big surprise. But if you head over to theblaze.com, there's a great article. Uh, by Dave Urbanski, Capitol Police offer appears to have given false January 6th testimony about Oath Keepers. Blaze Media investigative journalist says it's just it just did not happen. Uh, go check that out. All right. Hey, thank you guys for hanging out with us this week. I'll be back in the studio in Dallas on Monday. Don't forget to check us out on Overtime. My uh, my very good friend Ashley St. Clair is going to be hanging out with me for a few minutes and uh, she is so freaking insightful on just everything. So don't miss. And uh, you can follow Ashley at St. Clair Ashley on X and uh, check her out, follow her. I'm sure most of you already are, but uh, I will be in McKinney, Texas for a live show with the Ragamuffins. That is Saturday night. And then I will be in Hoover, Alabama next week. Um, For those of you who are coming to the Shawnee, Oklahoma show, the Ritz theater just burned. So we're going to have to cancel that one. We're going to we're gonna have to delay that one. Anyway, y'all have a great weekend. I love you guys. God bless you. Go to watchchad.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Blaze. We'll see you Monday. Bye.